Amen. I'm going to hand over to our brother Kune um, as we welcome our brother Burero to the front as he'll be taking over the service now. Amen. I need you, oh, I need
as we pray. Lord God Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, once again, Lord, we are come in thine house, Lord. We are come in the place of gathering, O Lord. Knowing fully well, Father, that where two or three are gathered in your name, there you are in their midst, Lord. There lies our comfort, Lord, that just by a number of two or three who have the presence of God with us. I remember one time when Moses met with thee, Lord, and you had given him a commission, you had given him the promise, you had given him all the confidence, he had seen your presence. But when before he left, departing from your presence, he had something to ask. That how shall I know, Lord? How shall I know that thou hast sent me? And how shall your people know that thou hast sent me? And he said, my presence will go with thee. He had to ask for the presence. He had to ask for the assurance of the pro promise and the presence. Lord, tonight, Almighty God, this morning we don't ask, Lord, for an assurance, Lord. We have a promise. Just by gathering, Lord, your presence is here with us. What an advantage we have. And how goodly should it be to us to gather. Until that the scripture said, Behold how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. Father, we are here in the unison of the Spirit, Lord. We are here, our hearts united in worship. We have come here for no other reason but to worship you. Hallelujah. And that after worship is done, there is no expectation that any man should say anything, but that you should speak to us. I pray, Heavenly Father, that, Lord, in such a gathering, Lord, if there be some of your people that I need, they are crying out to thee, Lord. Let it be worthwhile that you stretch out your hand and touch your people, Father, that each and every one of us will go back home with the testimony, Lord. And Lord, longing to come back again and gather and hear from thee. I am praying, Heavenly Father, by your grace, you come down, Lord, from the eternities of eternities, Lord. You had a desire to be in fellowship with men. Oh, God, after all the creation was done and laid out and goodly, so it seemed in that day that you said for everything was good in the sight of the Lord. But we had something that was short, Almighty God, something that was missing. You had to have a resemblance. You had to have something to bear your image. You wanted something to bear your likeness. You had a desire. You still had a desire above all the goodly things you had made. May it be so this morning Amen. that you may create a new heart in us and a new spirit in us that we may say indeed it is worthwhile for the God of heaven to dwell inside of us. I pray, Heavenly Father, as I commit, Lord, Father, our hearts unto thee, I commit the preaching of the word unto thee. I commit the reading of every scripture and every quotation unto thee. I commit every soul and every faith that will proceed from there on, Father, unto thee. 
May the Holy Ghost have all the preeminence, Lord, as we give all the thanks and the praise unto Thee, Lord, through the songs that have been sung, Lord. It was all for Thy glory, Lord. Let it continue in the same glory, Father, that Your people may rejoice and say it has been goodly for us to be in His presence and in His house. I pray, Father, as I commit all things unto Thee, if there be some that have not made it to church, we pray, Father, that You may be with them, Lord. Undertake for them, Lord, and let them not miss their portion, Almighty God. In the Spirit, may they just grab and grasp that which is needful for them, Lord. I pray as I commit even our pastor in your precious hands. As at all times, it is our desire that he can stay as a blessing. He can stay, Almighty God, as a man on the post of duty, Father, to fulfill thy course and thy will. We pray for him. May you be with him. Lay your hand upon him, Lord, to anoint him, Father, for a very good cause and for the right cause that you have called him for. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Even with the saints in hell's spirit, we commit them in your precious hands. Remember them, Lord, almighty God. Father, as they are crying, O God, Father, as the Spirit of God is leading them, may you make everything come to the right spot where you need them to be. In Jesus Christ's name, we commit all things unto you. Amen. God bless you, saints. How many are happy to be in the house of the Lord? Amen. I'm always happy to be in the house of the Lord. I wish they could bring my job in this place. If there was any way I could work, fix cars outside there, come back here and they read the scripture for me, a few quotations for me, and I go back again out some, somewhere there in the corner and fix another car there. And they tell me it's time for church, brother, I come back again. making sure that I give all my time to Him. It's just a longing, but I know one day we won't have sermons preached. It will be one day indeed, a thousand years, a millennial reign with Christ. And there won't be any regret. Amen. And we... The prophet says, they will have fellowship. Amen. This time, it's a preparation for the fellowship. And we, we must love this preparation. Amen. We are, we are not coming to church to sing nice songs. Though we like the nice songs that we sing. Amen. It just doesn't end with the songs. Amen. It continues until we are transformed. Amen. And it keeps on going after we are transformed until we have the conscience steered up to a spot where we know who we are. I, I, I was worried one day when I read and I, I see the prophet is putting something in the future to say, if the church will ever know. The other time he speaks about the revelation of Jesus Christ in his church. 
Then the other time he says, if they will ever know their position, who they are. Amen. And I'm thinking, with all his preaching, the church yet still don't know who she is. With all the sermons. Sometimes when I hit something like that, I just drop the spoken word down and I say, Lord, help me. I, I have to know who I am. Amen. I, I need my identity. Amen. So I will continue from where I left with uh, the position of the church. Amen. The devil has been trying from Eden until now to give us a certain position. And in the meantime, making sure that we won't recognize our position. Amen. And he's, he's done everything that he can until Brother Brenham had to preach a sermon, Satan's Eden. We are in his Eden now. Amen. And the prophet says, as God had an Eden back there, and the devil came in that Eden and spoiled everything. We are in Satan's Eden, and God is coming in that Eden, taking out his bride. Amen. So we have to know that we are in an Eden, and, 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 and the, the war is still raging. Amen. It's not a picnic. Brothers, if you want a picnic, I will tell you what you must do, especially to the unmarried. The married, I think they have a picnic every day. Sisters, are the brothers having a picnic every day? The unmarried, you must just marry, go for a honeymoon. You might have a picnic somewhere there. But when you come to church, serious business. First Corinthians chapter 12, verse 27. The devil has uh, tried everything that he can do to try to make a mockery out of uh, religion, more so Christianity. Amen. So we, we, won't, we won't give in to that. Amen. Amen. The prophet says we must stand to our toes in this age. And he calls it an evil age. Amen. Amen. And he says it's the only terrible time that he can remember. There's times when the Christians were being killed and thrown in the dungeons, everything. He says that is nothing. This is a terrible hour that we are living in. Amen. Amen. The most terrible, but he says it's a glorious hour for the church. Amen. Then we have to speak about why it is glorious. This is some of the things that we have to speak about. Uh, now ye are the body of Christ and members in particular. No, I just want that scripture alone. Leave it there. Now ye are the body of Christ, not Jesus. You are not the body of Jesus. You must read your Bible very well. You are the body of Christ and members in particular. Wherever you are, look at your brother and say, brother, you are a member in particular. Amen. Of Christ, not of Jesus. Of Christ. Let's read our Bible very well. I'm not saying we are doing away with the Jesus part. I'm talking about Christ. What the scripture is telling us is what I'm most centered on not to render the other one unprofitable to us. 
because Jesus went on the cross. Christ is in us. Amen. So, let's take another scripture again before you sit down. Ephesians chapter 2. Ephesians chapter 2. I just want one scripture there. There's a lot of them I should have written. I should have read from 11 to 21. But I want Ephesians 3 verse 6. It speaks about something there. Then we, we sit down. I've got plenty of scriptures for this, but I, I don't know if I will finish all of them. Ephesians 3, verse 6. Are we all there? No, chapter 2. I also have Ephesians 3, 6 to read, but I want chapter 2, verse 11. Let's start from verse 11. Wherefore, remember that ye being in time past Gentiles, that means if you come to Christ, you'll be no more a Gentile. Even your ways change. In time past, we were Gentiles. But what are we now? Okay. In time past, being Gentiles in time past, in the flesh, who are called uncircumcision by that which is called the circumcision in the flesh, made by hands, that at that time you were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel. I think even in the scientific world, they are talking about aliens and they are giving them names. That's just a gimmick of the devil. He's trying to give us names of his own devils. Amen. Those are just demons. Amen. If you listen to people that say, no, I met an alien. It says this to me. This is what I encountered. What, 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 what? You can just see it's a demonic activity. The demons are in panic. So they are getting exposed and their activities are coming on the open space. Amen. When we read in the message where Brother Brenham speaks about what they are calling aliens, he says they are investigating angels. And what, what do investigating angels do? They are holding the message of God on one hand and the other hand is judgment. So what are they investigating for? Is they work for the grace of God and his mercy accomplished, then something must take off. What happens next? The other hand releases what? The judgment. Then they are calling them aliens. But my Bible speaks very well that when you are out of the commonwealth of God, you are an alien to the kingdom of God. When you are in the kingdom of God, you become an alien to the kingdom of the devil. So we are, I, I spoke in fellowship with my other brother. I said, brother, we are real aliens. Because we are going to go to heaven and come back again. And they are, they are even saying, these aliens are going to possess this world. They are fighting to possess it. But they don't tell them it's us. In fact, we don't fight to possess it. We have already possessed it. And we don't fight to possess it, possess it as if it's another man's property. It's our own. It's our jurisdiction. We don't even want the devil to 
play around on the peripheries of our circumference. The world was created for men to be inhabited by men. He did not create it in vain. That at that time you were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. Brother, it's, 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 it's a hopeless thing to live without hope. But now in Christ Jesus, he who sometimes were far off are made nigh by the blood of Christ. For he is our peace, who has made both one and has broken down the middle wall of partition between us, having abolished in his flesh the enmity, even the law of commandments contained in ordinances, for to make in himself of twain one new man, so making peace, and that he might reconcile both unto God in one body, but by the cross, having slain enmity, there, thereby, and came and preached peace to you which were afar off, and to them that were nigh. For through him we both have access by one spirit unto the Father. Now, therefore, ye are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens. How many are citizens of South Africa? Can you raise your hands? How do you feel to be a South African? It's good to be a citizen. Eh? Paul one time said, I'm a citizen of a city of no, of no mean city. I'm a citizen of belonging to a no mean city. It's not a city that you can just belittle and look down upon. He was proud of that. I don't come from nowhere. I've got a place of residence, a place of re reference, where if you go and ask who is Paul, my name is known there. Yeah, I can tell you if it's me, if you go to Harare, they can tell you there was one upon a time an auto-electrician that used to work there. If you come to Mashingo, they will say the same thing. You go to Gadoma, they say the same thing. I'm proud of that. If I could accomplish something because someone taught me auto-electrical stuff in school, how much more if I get a hold of the word of God? Amen. And what kind of an identity will I have afterwards? Amen. A citizen of no mean city. That was Paul. Fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God. Brother Chetty, how do you feel to be of the chetis. When, when, when they are called and they are gathered and you see their faces, your cousins, I mean, your father, your mother, your other brothers, sisters, would you want to be a Borerwe somehow? <laughs> would you ever long to be one? You don't even have the desire. Even if there is reproach upon the chetis or whatever goes with the chetis, but if I invite you, brother, we, the Boreros, are better. I don't think you'll even want to make that choice. You won't even regret. A household. 
of the church is how much about the household of God? When we read the Bible, we must take note of how it addresses us. Even the devil himself, when he desired to do something, he said, I will ascend above the stars. He never said, I will ascend above the fleshly human beings. He knew that you are a star of God. He already identified that this position, I can never be there. So he was lower, and he has been kept lower, even much lower, and he will be much lower than he is lower now. That's the reason why we preach the word. To keep him low. Trem Satan lower. Others are friends to the devil. When we tremp him lower, they want, hey brother, it's too much. <laughs> Brothers, household of God, and are built upon the foundation of the apostles and the prophets. You see why they fight the apostles' doctrine? They say Paul was a woman hater. What, what, what? They are trying to destabilize your foundation. When they see that now, uh, you no more talk about Jeremiah and Daniel and the rest of them. You just believe what they preach and you take it and you are saying it's the word of God, but you talk about William Brenham. Ah, that man was preaching heresy. Why do they attack Paul and William Brenham and not Jeremiah and Daniel and the rest of them prophets? Because Paul is our genesis. Yes, and, 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 and William Mariam Brenham is our revelation. Yes. Saints, the devil was fighting for, for when the pastor called me to come and preach. I, 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 my wife sent me a message. She said, you must remember the devil is fighting. I said, no, but he has lost the battle a long time. Amen. You know, when the devil starts fighting, he's one guy that you can just watch, he's giving you some of these punches and you just laugh. Sometimes you have to laugh at the devil. Amen. And are built upon the foundation of the apostles and the prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone in whom all the building fitly framed together groweth unto an holy temple in the Lord, in whom ye also are built together for an habitation of God through the Spirit. You cannot go to Mahosha when God is, is taking habitation in you. Neither can you steal from your boss Neither can a boss fail to pay his workers. When I remove my ties, the first thing I do when I work with some other technicians, I pay them first. I'm also a boss now. From now onwards, I'm a boss now. They chucked me off from being, in, uh, from being uh, a technician for another company. Now I'm a boss. I also need technicians. I'm going to continue to do that until... Eternity comes. They are now trying to offer me jobs. Everyone is calling me everywhere where I work. They are offering me jobs. They want my CV. My CV starts with a company that is called MVS. I don't know if they will employ that company. It's modern vehicle technology. 
more than vehicle solutions. So I'm just doing things that are modern. Whatever is modern is what I do. If they, if, if they invent an electrical car today without petrol, it's the one that I'm working on to see how it, it was invented and how I can repay it. Build it together for an habitation of God through the Spirit. We can take the comfort of our seats. Brother, you can leave that last part of the scripture. I love that scripture very much. There's nothing I will ever want to have in this world than to be habitated by God himself. When I'm moving and I'm fixing wiring on the cars, I know I'm, I'm a temple of God. And nothing can change that because it's not of my choice, but it's of his choice to habitate a human being. Remember, there is some that is not choosing for that purpose. But he has chosen you this morning to be part of the household of faith. You know, there are some brothers that are not even willing to do some good things to these people that you see come around here. I don't know if you will ever want to do anything for them in heaven if you fail to do it here. Because Galatians tells us, Chapter 6, verse 9. Do good unto every man. Especially, he's putting a speciality. Them that are of the household of faith. One time I, wanted, I, I went to the pastor in, in Zimbabwe. I said, Pastor, I'm tired of working for believers. Because when you work with the brothers, they are, they are not willing to pay you. So I'm going to go and confront one by one all of them that I've worked for and they failed to pay me and tell them, brother, never come to my workshop again. We meet at church. But before I did that, I said, I must make sure I go and see the pastor and speak to him. This is my decision. This is what I'm going to do because I don't want to offend them and I don't want to be offended by them. So I'm going to tell them, clear cut and say, brother, don't bring your car to my workshop. Reason, you don't want to pay. This is business. This is, not, this is not church business. This is business. I'm working for my family now. But I don't know what drove me to go to the pastor that time. And the pastor, the answer was so opposite to what I thought. I thought he's going to say, brother, 100%, because brothers must pay you. Hey, brother. He looked at me for a while. He said, brother, if ever there's anything you can do, even if without payment, is to work with believers. The first contract that I got in South Africa, and everyone was amazed, it was worth 75000 and I was not working for a company. I didn't even have a permit to work. You see what I'm talking about? It was not me that did it. A brother came to me, said, Brother, I've got my car that is broken down. I don't know what to do, but I must go for an interview next week. I said, Brother, I'm here for you. That is why I'm here. I have to work on that car so that you go for an interview. After some time, when you think about me and if you see it fit to pay me, you bring anything that you have. Brother, as if like it was not enough, we brought another one again. Brother. Yeah, that car, I, I finally had to deal away with it. I sold it, but I bought this one, but it's got a problem. And I don't have money. I'm not yet employed. With some of you, with the attitudes that you normally have, 
for your brothers. I don't think you would have taken a second chance to fix a second car without the first payment. Yeah. I said, brother, I will fix this car again so that you manage to go for an interview. The brother went for an interview. One day on his way to his workplace, he met a brother from Congo. The brother said, brother, we are looking for an auto electrician. Quickly, he said, I know of one. Then he referred to me. This brother comes to me and says, brother, we've got a couple of machines. So in my mind, I'm thinking, guys, it's going to be one or two bosses. That has been the trend. One or two machines I fix, and then I write a small invoice. The brother is taking me to a yard full of machines. And he says, brother, our company has bought all these machines. I could not even see. Brother, I just said, almost, almost, just for a short while, I almost thought I should tell this brother I can't do this job. No, brother, because I'm looking at triple sevens, I'm looking at these big dump trucks, I'm looking at every other big machine that you can think of. And I've never worked on them. If I had, I had to say yes, I had to be, knowing very, to be sure to know what I'm going to do on those machines. There was just a couple of machines that I knew, few excavators and some other front-end loaders. I think if I would have counted, they would never have come to 20. They had 75 machines. And I got a thousand for every machine just to put back the wiring and to put the lights. Simple things. I never did very big things. Amen. I think the biggest challenge that I had that first time for me as an auto electrician was to drive a triple seven on a, on a, on a low bed. <laughs> well, some of the wheels must be out and you keep the other wheels in. I had never done it, but I drove three or four machines on top of that low bed. Every time when they asked me, I would tell them, I can't do it. Amen. They found all the machines loaded. Amen. Amen. I, I'm trying to say something that believers must, must, must get a glimpse of what I'm talking about. Inside of me, the, this man was telling me every time it cannot be done. Something inside of me was telling me, this is your chance. Amen. Grab it, grab it, until I grabbed everything. Amen. Until I was paying mechanics. They were getting paid 4000 every week. And I had to make sure they are paid. Every week they were getting 4000 How much is it? They left everything that they were doing on the corners and they came to me. And others were still asking, do you still want more? So when they chased me from work, I, I, I started thinking about my first encounter in South Africa. I said, but what was God trying to tell me that time? Because, and what was that voice speaking to me? Say, grab it, take it. Because I feel I can't do it. I'm counting the machines. I'm going, I see these big wheels like this. I've never worked on those machines. The only thing I can tell this brother to be an honest man, I must tell him, brother, look for another man, I can't do it. One thing that you must take out from your life, from today, after this sermon, is the word, I can't. Because all things are possible. Your manual says all things are possible to them that believe. You have come to church, you are sitting on that chair because you have believed. Amen. You are going to come next week to church because you are a believer. Amen. I will find you in church next year, the very Sunday, the first, very first Sunday of next year. You will be coming to church because you are a believer. Amen. 
you will be present then if you are still alive because you believe. And all things are possible to them that believe. Above all of it, there's nothing too hard for the Lord. So the language I can't cannot work with a believer. If Brother Brenham could pray for someone whose feet were clubbed like this, and that person caught that there's, a, there's something happening mysterious, something supernatural is moving here. That man went and bought his shoes. What told him the size of the shoes when his feet were like this? Who told, who gave him the revelation of the size of the foot? He just chose the size that he wanted and brought the shoes to Brother Brenham. He said, Brother, I know if I come to you as a man of God and you pray for me, for my feet that are clubbed, I will wear these shoes right now. Walk out of the service with feet and shoes. Others met him on the way. They said, because this man believed the prophet. Blessed is he that is not offended in me. He that receiveth you, receiveth me. And he he that receiveth me, receiveth him that sent me. The reason I'm preaching to you is not I'm guessing something and I think maybe I'll just come up with something and then make you some other kind of a fellow. I'm bringing the word of God to you. Because that is exactly what you have believed. And I know exactly the effect of the word in your life, even if you don't want. If I preach the word, faith cometh by hearing, the hearing of the word of God. And if you hear the word of God and it goes inside and it grows in your heart, it makes effect. Because it is a seed. Every seed, it is a law of God. Let every seed bring forth of its own kind. Hallelujah. There's never a time that you can put a mango mango seed in the ground and you you reap peaches. You go there and look looking for nashes. You can go to, to a mango tree looking for bananas. Something must be wrong up here. And if your mental faculties are working right, you go to a banana tree looking for bananas. One time, in a certain season, the Lord himself, feeling hungry, looking afar off, looked at a fig tree. It did not look just to any other tree. Because all the other trees could not bring fruit. When he looked at that tree, it was enough just that to look and his desire to eat something at that very time. But it was out of the season for figs. But what was that fig tree supposed to do? Bring forth flowers. Let them grow, blossom. Make some fruits, figs, ripen. The master eat. Why? Because overnight, one other kind of a tree testified it can be done in his presence. They took the rod of Aaron, they put it in the Shekinah glory, and tomorrow morning, some other guys were happy. They said, yesterday I put a, I just, one that I just took from outside, it, it, it had shoots, so I'll find mine. 
you know, if the glory of God is in there, yes. and this is the one that gave me a dream last night, ah, that one, I don't know, it's dry, dry, dry. We can't even tell what kind of a tree it is. Yeah. When they went there, as crooked as it was, it was having the flesh on, the leaves, and ripened almonds. You could eat them if you wanted. That is exactly what he was trying to tell this fig tree that day. The reason why he cursed the fig tree, it could not respond to the language of the presence of God. The reason all the other churches are dying is because they are not responding to the season of the presence of God. They are manufacturing their own things. But God has visited the world. He has not visited the entire message. He has not visited the spoken word ministries. He has visited the world. The only distinction that you have is you are the only ones that have received this visitation. And now, because you are gathering here, they think you are another church. Some of you came from the Zionists. Am I right? What were you doing in the Zionists before the message came? I have a background of the Methodist, a little bit of Roman Catholicism inside. And in a, a, a way of approach of him, apostle somehow. I could not make out what kind of a seed I am from the tree. But when the message came, I went against all of them. Some of them chased me from their houses. And I told them, you chased me from your house, but one day I'll be having my own house because I'm growing up, I'll be a man someday, like you are. I'll have my own house. There you will not chase me. You know what they told me? He said, he's stubborn. But was that not a fact? Am I not grown up now? Do I not have my own house? Where I'm renting and paying rent fully every month? And my landlord is happy? Who can chase me from there? Yeah. And one good part of it, I still have the same faith that they chased me for from their houses. What are you fearing? What are you fearing? When God created the world, when he was looking at the monkeys, looking at the trees, Looking at everything that he had created, it was good. Read Genesis chapter 1. And behold, everything was good. When he says, let us make men after our image, there was something that he did not reveal that was eating his heart to say, but there is nothing that is of my likeness. And he already had a position because as soon as he had men, he told him what to do. Not the monkeys. The monkeys didn't even know about that position. He said, I'm giving you dominion over everything. So, it means even the creation of the frogs, they were created in subjection to a certain authority. And every day they were longing to have that authority rule over them. So, God was crying in his heart as God. I must have some representation in every creation that I've made. Something that bears exactly the likeness that I have in an image form. I must make that thing. When I'm looking down, I must see something walking that looks like me. Something that talks like me. 
Something that works like me. Something that if, maybe if I just look at an end, I don't like it, where it's standing, it just vanishes. It finds itself in Orkis. I want someone like that. That was God. But the animals on the other hand, they were saying, where is our leader? We are looking for a leader. They were made with a, 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 a nature to be ruled. That is why man, when he fell, everything fell with him. They were put to the subjection of the fall of man. And the prophet says, this is the reason why the lion is eating the, the antelope. It was not by matter of choice. The lion just was eating grass like the rest of them. But one day, it just looked at an antelope and went, what are you doing here? Ha, 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 ha. It's eating. And the antelope is saying, oh, Mr. Lion, what, what's wrong? Why, what, what can't, why can't you eat the, the grass? I've changed my diet. I'm eating you today. Oh. And on the other hand, a sad situation was happening. God was saying, Adam, Adam, where art thou? Brother Blame was saying, he was not looking at a church building like this. He was not looking at a man who was supposed to be sitting under a tree somewhere. He was looking at a spiritual position where the man fell from. And that was his position of authority. And Adam, with his wife as a rib, was the church of God. I'm going to surprise you. Christ is the church of God. Because without the Holy Ghost, you cannot have the church. Amen. So, what are all the other churches doing if they don't have the Holy Ghost? They've adopted dogmas and creeds and catechisms and trying to reach to God. A tower of Babel. Point of confusion. Their languages have been confounded. A Mapostol speaks something. A Roman Catholic speak something different. You go to a Methodist, they sing different. You want to bring them together and make a world council of churches. You can't do it. It's a Babel. It's a confusion. It's a Babylon. Revelations is crying Babylon, Babylon. Mystery Babylon is fallen. It's mystery because it involves politics in it. The world leaders are church members. Trump can confess and tell you I'm a Presbyterian. Obama was telling us also his church. They are into politics. They are also leaders. They also to go to lead. They are pastors as well. We have got one pastor there in Zimbabwe. Of the opposition, but he's a pastor. He's preaching, but he's a, he's a politician. He wants to be a president. The three, three, the four spirits, you see them, combined together, making a pale horse, speaking nicely, but anointed with the devil. How can a pastor be a politician? Once to be a politician, you must lie to the people. You are going to tell them, you are going to build a bridge for them where there is no river. And they, they are all letting and they clap hands for you. 
Come next time when they are asking for the bridge, but you say, but there's no river. But they've already elected you and you are president. That is politics. You bring politics in church, you make a mess. Here we don't deal with, I don't like that brother, I don't feel, I don't feel nice to, uh, close to this brother. Why? Why? Ask yourself why. Why you don't feel nice about this brother? You know this brother? You know, I just don't like him. Has he said something bad about you? No, but you know, when I, I just look at him, brother, he doesn't make me nice, brother. I just feel some shivers, brother. Praise the Lord. We are going to look at what the devil has done. First, from this message, Satan's. So he's got an Eden now. Where did he get it from when he was chucked from heaven? He had nothing. He comes down here, he's got an Eden. It means he has possessed someone's property and converted it to his own Eden. And that someone is just looking and is not even wondering why they don't have their possession anymore. So I'm trying to conscientize some of you people here as the people of God, of the household of God, that the earth wholesomely belongs to a believer. You can claim anything you want. I've got that. Don't worry about the books that I brought. This is just two books. It's only that they are thick. And I'm going to read very few quotations. This one is just carrying a testimony that I wanted to give you. Because, brother, when soccer players are going to play soccer, they just don't go and sleep the whole night and book hotels and they say, nah, tomorrow, tomorrow we are going. They will, brother, they will lose that game. I was a soccer player. I was a superstar soccer player. If I would have wanted to pursue soccer, I would not be in Zimbabwe. I have the hopes and the feelings that if I had pursued it very well, I would have landed in England somewhere there. <laughs> for a whole time, from the time I left the pitch and became a believer, it was a hard time for me. You would see me juggling stones and trying. You see, it never left me until one day I told myself, I'm not a soccer player anymore. <laughs> I would just pick stones like this with, with my legs. <laughs> I'm moving, I'm going. But one day I said, no, no, no. This thing must just leave me. I don't want it now. <laughs> I remember those olden days when they used to put me on the bench. You know when you're a substitute? I was not that kind of a substitute that you put him as a substitute in case there's a, in, an injury. No. I was one that would be put on the bench to observe. In case the team loses, I will re make a recovery. <laughs> And I used to do a lot of recoveries. <laughs> and sometimes I would have to score alone. <laughs> if I get the ball, I have to make at least one or two scores, then I start sharing. Yeah. At least it's 2 1. <laughs> Let's play together. <laughs> if I could take you from, from my primary age, you could see my, my pictures there. The last time that, that school won, it was the team that I was playing for. I have, I've never seen, I've gone there sometime back there, 
I, I've never seen another picture of another team there. In the headmaster's office. I'm there. Until now, I think they, if they kept it in their archives, I'm still there. This is how I used to do it. With my white bandage, I would put my bandage from here to there. Brother, when I just swing like this, you just fall before I touch the ball. And the people are already saying, ah! Ah! People are falling. Until one day, one day, another guy said to me, why, you, you were just making me fall every time when I come to you. It's, it's, for, it's my time now to make you fall. You wanted to beat me. I ran across the pitch. There's another match with two other teams are playing. We are still waiting for our team. Brother, I just ran across the pitch. I said, this guy's going to kill me. I did what I did three times with him. He's coming, he said, no, I will fix him. He come again, he's down. It was not very easy to put me down, but it was very easy for me to make a trick that makes you go down. Brother, if we had wanted to be soccer players, we'll be somewhere. We'll be talking, uh, uh, our friends will be Ronaldo and Cristiano Ronaldo and the rest of them. Eh? You know their names, eh? This is what I'm telling you, it's reality. It's in that portion. How about if we come to the kingdom of God and we get a glimpse of the reality of what God has given us as his children? How much more can we do with the promise that speaks of things that are and things that shall be? Until even when you go to the message, you can pick a spoken word that tells you things that are to be. Hey, brother. I just feel something when I just look at the title. Even before I read it, I can even do damage. Things that are to be. Hey. Things that are to be. Things. They are not mentioned. You will see them when you read things. Some of you don't even read the spoken words. You don't even know what we are talking about. Because the books you don't even have. You can't even do a budget to buy just a set of books. At least 20. When I started, I started with 20. And it was the brother's wife that gave me the 20. Yes. She was still working for Voice of God. I got 20 books. Another brother backslid and I was given a whole pack of them. I was very happy. But I started praying for my backslid and brother and he's back in the faith now. Amen. My only problem is every time when, he, when we meet, sometimes I'm holding a book with his name. He says, brother, but you must give me my books back. <laughs> So it means even some of you, you are backslidden before you even backslide. Because you don't have the material that makes you what you are supposed to be. Some of you don't even have Bibles. You don't even have a Bible. You come to church like this. We are marching over to Zion. Which Zion now? Is it Zion Church or what? Because you don't have a Bible. The Zion that we must do, you have got a, you have a sealed book. Brother, it was mandatory for us. The brothers that testified to us, they said it's mandatory in the message we have sealed book and church ages. But they were hiding serpent seed and marriage and divorce for us. 
They were saying, this one will do damage. Hey, the brothers will read when they are mature. Brother, the seed of God can read anything. The material you think is complicated for a child of God is not complicated. Brother Pinam says, a believer is made with the capacity. Huh? Like Gopher would, to swallow the word and the spirit. Nothing else. Even if I preach nothing here, I preach nonsense here. A believer will say, brother, but there's a hair in the biscuit. What the brother is saying, there's something. Yeah. You just feel it, but you can't point out. But you, ah, He's preaching nice, but... Ah, yeah, yeah. But you don't have a scripture, but something is already rejecting something. Yeah. Am I right, brother Jed? You cannot go to a child of God, even when they repented yesterday, but you try to turn them around and say, hey, brother, whatever you're saying, I don't understand, but what, all I know is I believe God. They, don't, they, they are built with the capacity of a gopher to swallow in the word and the spirit. Nothing else. Amen. We have got a position that we have got to occupy. Until when do we need to occupy that position? Amen. Where is my book? I want to read this book. See what the devil has done. We start from what he has done, then we show you what you are supposed to do to override that. The God, the Spirit of God is not something that you you can be schooled into. It's it's not something that schooled into you. It's something that's predestinated into you by the hand of Almighty God. Your experiences cannot be schooled or taught into you. It's predestinated by God's hand and God's foreknowledge into you. That's right. Now, brother, if you've got a challenge in your life, it's predestinated by God. Don't tell me God is winking an eye and saying, no, at this moment I don't want to look at him. Let him have his struggles alone. No. You can't do like that. Because there is a promise that says, I will be with you, even in you. All way. The other scripture says, all way. The other scripture says, even unto the end of the world. The world has not yet ended, but you think God has left you. Because you have got just a small problem. Because they chased you away from work, or they are giving you a termination later to say, your contract is ended. So you are come to the end of everything. Why don't you think it's a promotion? If God wants to give you something better, will he give you something better when you still hold to the old, old things? And old, poor things. How will he do it? He wants to make you an employer and you, are still, you still long to be, to be employed by someone. These things cannot work. You can't tell your company that I'm running my company on the side. And I'm employed with you as well. How are you going to fulfill these duties here? So it's going to be complicated. So God don't want it complicated. He deals with this one first. When is the devil fighting you, brother? You are trying to do this. This ring over there. You're trying to do this. There's a fight. You're trying to do this. When God is blessing you, he closes, shuts down everything. When he shuts down, he's got a door open already. And in fact, he starts by opening that door. And you are the one who's not realizing that there's an open door before me. So God is lingering to say, 
Maybe today you will see it. Maybe tomorrow you will see it. When you don't see it, you will just say, Bwah. Yeah. Now you will see it. For me to realize that I had to leave the capital city of Harare and go and stay in a certain small city somewhere because there were people waiting for the word there. And I was never putting it in my mind that this is the time I must start preaching and out there in the outskirts. In my mind, having stayed in a capital city, you know what it means. I mean, life is, yeah, you know what it is. If you're in Johannesburg, brother, and they tell you you must go to Pongola and stay there. And eat what those people are eating. And you have never eaten in one of their diets. And brother, you, you can just tell what it is. Sometimes you just have to sleep and eat what is there. You don't tell them you don't like it. And drink water. Wait to see them tomorrow and see what they will prepare. My wife is learning to prepare some other dishes that I learned. Because I had to learn to eat certain type of food. Which I was not accustomed to. You think if I was given the opportunity to make a choice... Was I going to say, ah, now is the time for me to go to Kadoma and stay there? Brother, and close my workshop and go there. Stop making money and go there and stay in there. Even my brother asked me, so what are you planning to do? I said, no, I'm just staying there. Ah, this man with the church issues. Ah, I'll never help such a man like this. One of my brothers told me, I'll never help you in life. I said, yeah, brother, you just said it right. Don't even try to. Because when I made a decision to follow God and have God to, to be my Lord and my Savior, I was trying to get rid of people. Because when I'm reading my Bible, it says, Cursed be the man that trusted in men. So you want to bring a case by trying to be my help so that I can trust in you. I don't trust in you. Keep your help to yourself. He was angry, but I told him the truth. I don't even need your help. I need God's help. Yeah. Yeah. And at the time I appointed, I'll bring my help to you. Yeah. Because it's not my help, it's coming from God. Yeah. So what comes with God goes to everyone. Yeah. I said, brother, you, have, you, are, you are too late. You must take yourself out of the way because I've already dealt with people's help. I want God in front of me. Yeah. The rest follow me. And I said, brother, if you read a book that told you that you are the only one who can help me, I want that book because I'm missing something. What, what tells you that you are the only one who's supposed to help me and not me helping you? He's looking at a man whose shoes are like this. <laughs> My shoes were open in front and he's a teacher. He's got nice pointed shoes. And until at one point in time he said, ah, brother, you know, I didn't even want to give him money. He gave me one of his best shoes to go and preach with. And I, I, I nailed down on those shoes. I said, Lord, this man don't understand what is happening. Give him the understanding. I'm praying over these shoes that he has given me. Because I cannot pray for him. He don't give me the chance. But I'm praying at least I'm holding to something that he has given me. Before I wear these shoes, deal with that man. Give him the understanding of what happens Amen. with the heavenly things. Don't let people tell you that you, I will not help you. Hey, yeah, what, what? As if like everything of you comes from them. Why don't you answer back and tell them, hey, 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 I'm missing something here. What makes you think that, yeah, you, you cannot expect help from me? Hmm? Huh? I want to understand I'm missing something here. You must be having better notes of life than I have. If it's managers, they come and they say, hmm? 
They, they will try every time to raise their spectacles high. Hmm? They are dropping you. Hmm? Hmm? But they have never had it from a man that is like an employee. Christ told me, we are going to write a recommendation for you. I said, I don't need your recommendation. For your own information, I've got my company already. When is it starting? It will when I will. <laughs> that was my answer. It will when I will. Even today, if I want it to start, it will start. What, what, what is it to do with you? Whether it starts today or it starts next year, what is that to do with you? Yeah. How can you recommend? How can a company recommend another company? I'm missing something here. I can't. There's a missing link here. Yeah. We can recommend you. I said, you, when you talk about me, it's more than vehicle solutions. It's what you are st- talking to. So how can you recommend me? I want to find that recommendation. I'm a competitor. I'm competing with you in the fields. I don't want your recommendation. So what, what are we supposed to do? I say, go and tell everyone that you would have thought to want your recommendation, that this man don't want to be recommended. I will answer for myself when I meet them. That's how I walked out of that meeting. You must be bold to stand for your cause. Some of you are living some other people's lives. Because some people have fashioned that life for you. So you, 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 you've, you've, you've patterned yourself to some men's thinking. You stopped thinking for yourself. You can only do what they tell you to do. When are you going to do what you think for yourself? And when are you going to do what God tells you to do? You have got all these scriptures, all the quotations. It's predestinated to you by his foreknowledge. Into you, that's right. Satan's Eden, 65, 08, 29. Amen. Amen. The thing of it, paragraph 108. Let me jump the rest of these other things. I want to go straight to where I want. The thing of it today is, the thing of it is, today we don't try to establish the word of God in the people's hearts. But what are we trying to do? We are trying to establish ourselves. Pastors are happy. Ministers are happy. Other believers are happy. If at all they have got fellow disciples following after them. If I can have my own disciples in this church, then I think I'm a big somebody. Some brothers that take after my faith. No, they should not take after my faith. Don't follow my way of doing things. Follow him. Because what I'm doing, I'm inspired from another angle. And you must be inspired from another angle, but from the very same source of the same spirit. Thereby making ourselves the body of Jesus Christ. For the hand cannot be the foot. Neither can the eye be the ear. Neither can the nose be the mouth. But they are all sitting on the same body. Each one performing its own function. Fulfilling its purpose. Brother, if you don't have the nose, you'll eat poison, brother. (laughs) Because it smells the food before you eat. It's very important. Mm. Simple things, smelling. Yeah, if you are standing somewhere where there's uh, rubbish, you can, there's some, yeah, there's a scent coming from there. It's not right. It's a bad smell. You can quickly move away. Because your nose is already notified something. That's all what it works. 
Afterwards, he's bringing the breath for you. But at the same time, he's telling you, this breath is not nice for you. Move away from this area. It's poisonous. If you say, ah, no, I will close my nose, you will find out what will happen. Close it. Close it. It's, very, it's a very small thing, you know. You know this nose. Cut it off and close it. I don't want it. Two seconds, you will be crying for it. If you want to see how important every part of the body is, cut just this small finger and find this, all these four will not have a grip. Your hand will not be as powerful as it's supposed to be without this small finger. Try to lift something with this four. They are still there. You just let it not be part of the rest. Try to lift something. You can feel something is missing. Until when you bring it together with the rest, then you can feel that grip. I'm gripping something now. Only because of this small thing. When it just comes there, there's grip. We are trying to establish ourselves. Amen. Churches are trying to establish the doctrine of the church in a person's heart. That is why we find people who are indoctrinated by church doctrine, not by the word of God. If what the churches have achieved, if they manage to achieve that by the word of God, we will have a whole universe full of believers. People who are full of the word of God. No place for the devil. But because people are, are clogged with dogmas and creeds, church doctrines, in their heart, we are commanded to establish the word of God. Paul said, I didn't come to you with enticing words of men, that your faith might rest up in the knowledge of men. But I come to you in power, in manifestation of the Holy Spirit, which is Christ. That your faith must rest in God. There you are. Men mustn't establish yourself. We find it amongst, uh, let God do something for a person and send him out. You find every man trying to impersonate. Bushir is doing his tricks. Everyone wants to be like Bushir. They stop being themselves. By so doing, the devil knows he has already won because the gift in you cannot be manifested over an impersonation. Every gift in every man needs the right presence of God. Amen. There's just some people, brother, that are gifted in just giving. They can even take a a, a wristwatch and just say, brother, I see you don't have a watch. You can have one. You can't do it, brother. Don't impersonate. Another brother can just take off his jacket or maybe take four suits from his wardrobe and give another brother. When you look at four suits and you are counting, there are three remaining. Oh, I can't do it. I would rather give him that worn out trousers. No, four. Aye, aye, aye. Aye, four is too much. Aye, I will, I will see next time. Another brother can just go in his wardrobe. But that brother don't have suits. Let, I'll, I'll, I'll buy some other time. Let me take all of them and give it to this brother. Don't think that he's giving because he's what? He's taking the very suits that he's wearing every day, giving them over to another brother. He's not going to Edgar's and buying new ones. His very own. You try to do it, brother. You'll be having headache and heartache every day when you see that brother wearing that suit and it fits him nicer than you. Because it's an impersonation. You are, not, you, you are not being real. You are not yourself. You have failed to pick up your identity because it's an impersonation. 
That is why you find denominations are trying to be like a church of God, but they are not. You can see there's too much of the world in there. Ministers high up like this, and they are singing up here. Ministers, they go out for a youth meeting, and they, they are in love with every one of the youth girls. They come next Sunday, and they are continuing to preach. Satan is eaten. We cannot find it here in the bride of Jesus Christ. Here, we preach or we would rather not preach. It's better we preach the way it is. I would rather preach the way that even Paul, when he comes here, he can continue from where I left. I want to preach in a way that even Brother Brennan, when he comes, he can say, Brother, I like that message when I preached. I didn't, actually, I didn't finish it. Let me continue. When you go that route, some believers are having their eyes raised up like this. Their ears are like dog's ears. Hmm? Hmm? What is he saying now? We are saying the truth and the real word of God that transforms you. Amen. Amen. It must be said. Someone must say it. Amen. And some of us, if we don't say it, we die. We die slowly. One thing I cannot do is not to tell a man what, how I'm feeling about what they are doing. I will tell you. Even at work, I will tell them, this, this way, I don't like it. Even my manager will tell him, you are now coming to a technician's territory. You are not a technician, you are a manager. Go back to your office. <laughs> One manager I used to have, he understood me why I was saying that. It was not a joke, it was serious. You can't just come here and say, what are you doing here, Willard? You are saying, what are you doing? But you have got a job card there and you already booked a job and you said, you assigned that job to me. Now I'm working, you are coming. What are you doing? What do you think I'm doing? I'm working. Don't you see it on the job card? Does not your computer report that there's something being done by a technician by such and such a name? Now I'm working, you are coming to ask what I'm doing. You must be wrong up here. When I told my manager that, he said, I like to work with men like this. Because I see, you've got, one, you've got a sense of responsibility. Two, you know what you are doing. Three, you are confident with it. Amen. You know what he was doing? When I'm working, he's coming to be my assistant. Giving me screwdrivers. You think it's wrong to tell a manager that you are in the wrong place? One day I told different the engineer, I said, you are, you are approaching my territory. I am the technician. I'm representing my company, working for the mine, Making sure that everything is good for the mind. What do you want in this territory? You have to wait for my report. If my report is not right, then I expect you to reply from the other end. Don't interfere and try to ask me. And this wire, where does it go? And this what, what, what? Wait until I finish. Then the wires will tell you where they go. (laughs) You can go to Ismonello where I was working as a main site. The engineer, they said, I, I won't speak to Willard. He knows what he's doing. I won't speak to him. Because why? All the foremen, they are lying to him. I'm the only one who's telling him the truth. The reason why he said, I will not speak to Willard anymore. If the job is in Willard's hands, he even phoned the company. The only guy that I'm willing to have work on our side is Willard. So there was then going, we want Willard. We want Willard. two sides hey, fighting. said, no, until they speak, they tell me which one wants me. But I will not change my way of doing things. Because that's what I am. That is what identifies me. It's me. And I don't expect another brother to do that. You will be chased away from work. They understand me because they understand why I'm saying what I'm saying. The way I'm saying it. 
But if you say, I hate brother, brother Elisha saying this, so I'm going to do it at work. They will chase you, brother. Behave the very same way that you are. The way you are led, the way the word of God reveals it to you. Sometimes when you say, I'm sorry, some of us don't say sorry, because I don't see the reason to say sorry. Sorry must go for a sorry, for what is meant for a sorry. And please forgive me, must also go for something that I'm really sure I've made a mess here. And someone must forgive me. Don't just say, please forgive me, please forgive me for everything. When will they, when will you forgive them? They just forgive you every time. They are the ones forgiving you every time, but they, they don't make mistakes. Long to be as perfect as they are. Hallelujah. Amen. That your faith must, re- must rest in God. There you are. Amen. Men trying to impersonate it. See, they are trying to establish themselves. Every man, I did this. Me, I, mine, my denomination, me, this, establish themselves. They have stopped talking about what God is doing. What, what I'm telling you now is what God has done. Not even a part of me in everything that I give as my personal testimony is good because nobody will come after me after service say, brother, you were talking, you didn't say it right, brother. I didn't do it that way. I don't have to say sorry after the service. I have to say what I have accomplished through the power of God. Then I give it to the church so that they can see, brother, it's possible. It can be done. If I pick another brother's testimony, lest I misrepresent it, then what? I've got lots of excuses over it, and I've got to come to the church and say, apologies, I never said it right. I will say it exactly the way it is, because it is what I encountered. And God put me through there, through his foreordination. It's not a mistake. God will never wink an eye to his bride. Never. He will never wink an eye to his elect. He's watching them day and night, providing for them day and night. If your mind gets to a point where you understand that, there's never a time when you say, oh, brother, I think God, God has left me. Footprints on the sands of time. Where that man said, no, I see now two sets of footprints here. Now when things were very tough and hard, you just left me there. Who told you you were left out? Who told you those footprints are yours? The Lord replied that man. He said, no, 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 no. Look at the footprints, right? You were on the right, and then the ones on the left are the ones that continued walking. It, it is actually your footprints missing there. You know what happened there? It was the time when I was carrying you on my back. Now you are on, the Lord is carrying you on his back because things are tough. And you now start crying. You say, God has left me. When you are right on his, right here, he's carrying you. And he's bearing all the temptations and all the troubles for you. Oh. I, mine, my denomination, me, this established themselves. What are we preaching about ourselves or the kingdom of God? What God has done must not be kept quiet. Brother, if God does a testimony, does something in your life, it's a testimony for yourself. Some people thought maybe the sister was giving a testimony for the dog. Brother, I saw something there. If you can locate where a dog is. If only I could jump, brother, you could have seen me on, the, on those three lines. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Look at a dog. Just like that woman that said, oh, if you can heal with an uninspired scripture, how much more with the inspired one? 
It's like that Madala that they gave a geograph book. They say, now we are having a party today. My friends are coming. If this Madala is there, he's going to shout, hallelujah, amen, when he's reading his Bible. Let's hide the Bible. At least we can have a nice time with our party. We give him a geograph book. There's nothing to say amen in there. The men, they said, oh, fine, with a humble spirit, he took the geograph book, went up high in the balcony there. They just said, hallelujah, praise the Lord, amen. They said, what is he now finding in the geograph book? They said, no, when I just read about the rivers and the mountains, it struck me that my God made all these things. The way they are explaining how the rivers flow and how big the mountains are and what is inside the mountains. Oh, yes. Wonderful. In a geography book, eh? And you can say amen to a spoken word. Hmm? You can I don't beg your amen. You say amen when it, it means amen. Yeah, I'm one preacher of that kind. I don't even say, say amen, somebody like Brother Jacinda. Oh, can you say amen there? Like Pastor Madiba. No, brother, you have to say amen because it must hit some spot in your heart. When it strikes there, something inside must respond and say amen. amen. When, you, when we beg for it, it's like we are, we, are, we, are, we are trying to coax you into an amen. We don't want that kind of an amen. Say amen when something is hitting you. Something is striking your heart, making you transformed. Until at one point in time, you will speak like the prophet that I'm veiling the pillar of fire inside of me. I'm locking God inside. And I can unleash him anytime. Whenever I will and wish. And he has given me that privilege to do so. (laughs) Amen. Establish the word of God. Take out the unbelief and establish the kingdom of God in a man's heart. And the kingdom of God cannot be established in a man's heart lest God made that man thus. So you see where God put us, the position where he made us to be. He already created a position where we can only receive his word. We were made thus. It's strange if you don't live up to that. It's a very strange thing. Let me read something here. I've got one book that I want to close with. But here I'll read something for you. I'll find it quickly. I marked it. Something precious. Amen. Amen. I'm reading from Church Ages, page 67. What the church had at Pentecost is here inalienable right. Meaning, Nobody can take it away from them. It's their right. But what happened after the, the first church age at Pentecost, when they received the Holy Ghost? The devil came and fought against that. We talk about the dark ages. Now we tell me Catholics, Catholics are, are, are good people, but the Catholicism system, the system itself, the denomination itself, and its system is of the devil. Because they managed to slaughter 68 million recorded. What of the unrecorded? 68 men and women and children feeding them to lions. I want to know what kind of religion was Roman Catholic standing for by that time. What was it? Now they are trying to combine everyone into the World Council of Churches. What is that? They are even killing you worse off than they did in the Dark Ages. 
Because they are calling you to a, to a system that God has nothing to do with. Straight is the gate and narrow is the way that goes into that land. This white one, that oh, let's come and gather. We are all God's children. Hey, brother. Fear ye not little flock. Not, fear ye not millions of flock. He never said mega flock. Little. Few. Many are called, but few are. When he says few, you don't know what few means. You people, you don't know the meaning of few. Some of you are, are afraid of worshipping in a church that is so small like this. Myself, it's my first choice. Why, why are they small to begin with? My question would be, why are they small and why are others growing so big? What is so interesting in, in their congregations becoming so big, 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 big? They are making miracles and everyone goes there. Delu- de- del- deluded, being deceived and deceiving many. Yeah. Where you see the word men appearing is where there is deception, brother. And where you see the word few applying is where God has chosen his elect. So you must do your arithmetic right. Don't just join a church because there are many. Because it's a very good church in this, the, the, the biggest one in Whitbank. It's not, even, it's not even a matter of joining. You are born into it. For by one spirit are we born into that church. So that we have that inalienable right of the church. Originally, he had the pure word of God. She had the power of the Spirit manifested in diverse signs and wonders and gifts of the Holy Ghost. Therefore, we ought to give the more earnest heed to the things which we have heard, lest at any time we should let them sleep. For if the word spoken by angels was steadfast, and every transgression and disobedience to the word received a just recompense of reward, how shall we escape if we neglect so great salvation, which is at the first Began, which at the first began to be spoken by the Lord. You see, who, who spoke our salvation first? He gave it to the apostles, he gave it to the prophets, and it was our foundation. Now, when we are coming, we are tying up the apostles' doctrine and the prophets. The prophets that Daniel gave, it's hitting us right now. Because what he saw was for the end time. Amen. Daniel saw, his vision saw everything past the Calvary, past Golgotha, way yonder into the book of Acts, past the book of Acts, all the church ages, into Laodicea, past Laodicea, into the bright age, past the, the, the bright age, into the rapture. And all he could say is, they that know their God shall do exploits. He had no explanation to give to what he saw. When you saw Brother Brenham standing on the pulpit praying for a lady who had no eyeballs and asking, posing the pillar of fire to say, God, wait a minute, your child must tell us the color of the eyes. We want men like that on the pulpit. Who can give a man a set of eyes? Who can pray for missing limbs and they come back again? Don't ask me where they are coming from. I just have to pray and they come back. My God is still a creator. He has created. He will still create. He will create. He will continue to be a creator. If you've got a missing finger, if you want to tell me, I'll pray for it. It will come back. But afterwards, when you have it, don't ask me where it came from. It's not my business. Because my business is just to do the exploits. Change our faith. Telling them we are the people. 
to do the exploits. Amen. But the devil has done a lot of damage. He has been busy trying to divert our conscience and our, 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 the, the, the central core of the theme. He has diverted it to something else. He, he, he has even given everyone the mind to say, when you want to, 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 to talk about Christ, you must just start a church. No, it's not about starting a church, brothers. The last time I heard about uh, churches just mushrooming out, I think it was 1999, somewhere there, they said there's 37,000 recorded denominations under Christianity. 37,000. Are they not enough to rock the world with the miracles and the wonders of God? What are they doing? 37,000 recorded denominations professing the name of Christ. <laughs> and another one comes, he starts his one church to make them 39,000. Others come, a thousand of them make a thousand churches on top of 37,000. What have the 37,000 denominations failed to do? It's not about starting a church, brothers. They've started churches, now it's millions of churches. They are still failing because they can't take the word of God. Only the bride of God, only the church of God, only those that are members in particular will know what to do with his word. They will take it, no matter what cost. If you say they will die for it, they have died for it a long time. They will be hated for it. Those ones who come again, the same caliber of people, they will say, brother, if it means my life, they will take it. I have no loss. If I die, I have no loss. To die is gain. To live is to live for Christ. So, so if I die, I gain. So they rather kill me than to, to live. If I live, if they leave me, and they say, go, free. I'm living for Christ. It's only two aspects of it. I've got no intermediate choice. Now, out of this first key that we have received uh, of the Lord, there comes another and slightly less wonderful truth. I said that the truth, uh, page 69, the truth, the true church would always try to be like as it like it was in the book of Acts. The true church always tries to be. Even if you don't tell them, but they just want to pattern after that. That's a true church. That is exactly right. But we have discovered that the word also teaches an invasion of error until there is a complete blackout of truth in the last day when the Lord is about to appear. Which is what? This day. The question now arises, in our minds, does God forsake his own and let them fall into a state of complete deception? His own, on no account, for the scripture says very clearly in Matthew 24, 24, that the elect cannot be deceived. For there shall arise false prophets, false Christ, false prophets, and shall show great signs and wonders, in so much that so now, brother, our church move is not about signs and wonders. Amen. Because when you, are, when you are showing a sign and a wonder, let me show you the mystery of it. How, how, how different it is from God's way of uh, doing things. When I pray for this brother and he's sick, eh, I don't bring the sickness to him. Because for me to manifest signs and wonders, I, must, I am bringing it to him. So I've got posters everywhere. Miracles, crusade, what, what, what. 
There's miracles which, are, which have never happened, but they are on the posters everywhere, flyers. We are bringing them too. But when I pray for this brother, he's sick, eh? Then I just leave him and I go. When he's coming back, he says, brother, from the time you healed me, two days afterwards I, I was healed. The signs and wonders are following. They are following me and this brother. Because after the action of faith and after the prayer of faith, what happened? Something started happening that involves God, not the two of us. You see what I'm talking about? We cannot put a poster for his healing. <laughs> He's a poster himself. Just like that man that was healed from, being, uh, from the spirit of blindness. He asked the Pharisees, are, are, are you, do you want also to be his disciples? They said, no, 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 no. We are, we, 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 we are never under bondage. We are not disciples to any man. We are, we are disciples of Moses. You would rather be his disciple. He said, yeah, I'm looking for that man. I want to be his disciple. It's surprising that you being clergyman, you don't even know about this man. Having done such wonders, I was born blind. They had to go to a man that they knew all the time that he was born blind to ask him, were you really born blind? <laughs> Doubting the miracle because the miracle followed after Christ talked to this man. Until they had to look for Christ to say, hey, something has happened to this man that you spoke to. The eyes are, are, are they just popped open. Now if you see, your eyes will come open. The, the lame will walk. What, what, what? Posters everywhere. You go there, you don't see anything. Just they, they just brought it to you in advertisement. And you go in numbers. In the meantime, the plate is going. Every service, they pass the plate. And when they look in the plate, and there's no 200 rand and 100 rand on top, they pass it again. So that is exactly their business. Because they cannot produce a miracle. The only miracle they want is if the wallets can only be open today. If, if you always can just release something. As for the miracles and the wonders, they can never, you can never manifest a miracle and give it to a man. How? There has to be a man that's got a desire to have that thing manifested. Then we pray over that thing, then it follows. That's the order of the scripture. That can only be done by the church of the living God. So we are not moved by miracles and signs and wonders. When, whatever they talk about, we don't even look at that. Because some of them that are giving us testimonies, they are wearing trousers. The sisters are saying, hey, you see, yeah, with their nice tight jeans. Hmm? And they say, I've got a testimony, hallelujah. <laughs> One time I was sitting in a church, AFM church in Zimbabwe, sitting next to two young men. I'm sitting there quietly, I'm trying to listen to what this woman preacher is saying. But in my heart I was saying, no, but there's something wrong, man. I've never been to church. They've called me, I've visited, but I can't take this. I was never, uh, by that time, a message believer. But I just couldn't take it, brother. And these two young men are saying, hey, brother, mom food is it's beautiful, eh? <laughs> In church, brother. Why? Because she's wearing tight clothes. They can see anything, everything, anytime. So these people are, they are sharing that spirit of lust. Because a woman has presented herself in church. And the devil is telling you she's preaching. Yeah, she's preaching, but you don't know what kind of gospel she's preaching. Ask these two guys, they will tell you what kind of gospel she's preaching. (laughs) 
It will only come to, to the light of the whole church when these two guys miss church one day and they are no more there and they've done some other things out there. Now you say, oh, brothers, you are now not coming to church. Ah, that church, brother, I will come, brother. I've got a few things that I want to sort out. Umam fundis, we she was preaching. Amen. Preaching last. Amen. She will answer on the day of judgment for presenting herself that way. Amen. Not in a beer hall, but to the church of God. Amen. And if you preach like this, brother, if, I will not change my preaching. I'm happy that I'm preaching to believers. Eh? Amen. Because I'm prepared to be chased away. Wherever I preach, they've chased me somewhere. They don't want a man like me, so I will stay with what I have. As long as I see it here, like I'm reading now. Elect cannot be deceived. For they shall arise false Christ. You see, they have already risen up and done everything they can do. Now, there is a true vine and a false vine. But of course, that false church, I want you to catch this one. That false vine that false church, yeah? That's, that false vine uh, body will always try to accept the position of the true what? And contend that she and not the elect are the real and authentic. Okay, I want to elaborate on that. If you listen to the language of the denominations, I've been well acquainted with the seventh day. They say they are the only true church. Those that have been in the seventh day Adventists, they can testify that what I'm saying is true. They don't believe that any other church is, is, is right. They say we are worshiping the, the devil if we worship on a Sunday. Yeah. But Sunday was the first day of the weekend. It was a day of ascension. And Christ says, it is needful for me to go up there. Then what is more important, his death or his ascension for me? For, because if he had died and remained in the grave, what was my hope then? But if he died and resurrected on the first day of the morning, of the first day of the week, then is my advantage because it is good for me for him to go. So that when he goes there, he can be able to come back and be inside of me. So Sunday is also important. Eh? It's not a day of the devil. The devil never created any one day. You don't even know how to create a day. And before, let me tell you, God started counting days before the sun was ever created. That's what I asked the seventh day. The sun was created on the fourth day of God's counting of days. The only light that was there was God's own light. Because when he said, let there be light, it was not the light of... It was the light that is spoken of in John chapter 1. The light that lighteneth every man that cometh upon the world. It is the light that will be in that city. Where there will be no sun, no moon. That is the light he created in the first day. The fourth day he creates the light of the firmament. The greater light and the lesser light. And the stars. The sun representing God. The moon representing his bride. The stars. The body of believers. Was all the, the, the other stars, they rally around the moon. Not around the sun. Around the moon. Because the moon is a symbol of the bride. The church of God. They get all their light from the sun. Amen. They always want to contend and fight and say they are the authentic one. 
The force who try to kill the truth. Am I reading right? The force who try to kill they can kill by matter of killing your influence. Telling you that you cannot go out there and preach. Hmm? They stopped us from doing open airs in town. There. But I saw another lady, woman preacher preaching. They never stopped there. We were stopped. And they told us, they gave us a letter. If you try to do anything like this, you will be prosecuted. But I'm here to speak as an amateur God. We are going to do revivals and ending until we leave this world. Amen. Whether the world likes it or not, brother, we will have tent meetings. Amen. Where the believers will reach out to the lost and gather them in. Amen. Because the calling is still there. Going out into all the world and preach the gospel. He has never stopped that scripture from manifesting itself. We are here to manifest that calling. We are going out. We won't stop. Even if they put a law today, we'll meet in the street. Yes. I've already put a plan for my own tent. My own tent. I wish I could write it with a tent. So that you don't lose the identity that at least you take my brothers and take them and transform and say, you've got a tent meeting there. They must deny say, no, 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 just go and read the name on that tent. That man, he wrote his name there, he's doing his stuff there. So that my brothers will be scot free of that. If I, I wish I could do that. Because you know what they do, brother? They are trying. In Germany, you cannot go and speak even in your house to another man. Tell him about Christ. It's a crime. You pay a fine. Have you heard it? And other countries are following up. You think it's going to end in Germany and Russia and, and, and France and the rest of them? Go, go try to preach to someone in town and hear what they will tell you. The municipal of the law enforcement will be sent to you and say, hey, 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 there's work to do there. These guys are breaking the law. Do they have a letter to preach? It's already there. You cannot be allowed to preach or say anything unless you are allowed. <laughs> now it's happening, but brothers, don't watch what time we are living in. But they don't know that Adam could speak to animals in Orkis when he's in, 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 uh, when he's in Emelo. He would just see a vision and say, oh, the animals in Orkis, they are suffering, they are thirsty, they don't have water, there's no river flowing around Orkis. And then he speaks that the river be, or diverts another river to say, pass through Orkis as you go to your way to whatever. There's animals that I need. Because he was created to dress the true church and content that she is authenticated to be the truth that is how it was in the book of Acts that is how it is set forth in the seven church ages seven ages and that is how it is declared in the various epistles that is how it has been that is how it is now that is how it will be it can't change. You have to make your choice which side you want to fall on. You have to make a very serious choice. Which side you? The spoken word is the original seed. I will close with this one. In Genesis 3 verse 9, you read the story of, 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 of Adam. When God was saying, 
Adam, Adam, wait, where art thou? I'm sure the place where he hid himself was, was a little bit darkened so that nobody sees that I'm here. When you go to John 3.16, where God speaks about the light coming to the world, and men could not comprehend that darkness. It was Christ preaching. They could not comprehend that light. What did they do? They ran away from the light because their works were evil. But what happens to that one that accepts the light? He becomes the light of the world. It was Christ who said it. You can put John 3, John chapter 3, verse 9. I want to read chapter 9, verse 9 to, to 10. Let's read it together. You see what happens? Exactly what happened to Adam, people are manifesting that love for darkness because they still want their works of darkness. So when you preach the word, they would rather resist the word because they are not prepared to leave their works of darkness and get into the light. The only thing they can do is run away from the light. But if you listen to their language carefully, they are not telling, oh, brother, there's light there in the message. We are running away. They will say they are cows. They are what, what? So that they have uh, some composure somehow. To say whatever we are doing is right. These ones are lost. They are a cow. Don't worry about them. They are preaching heresy. We are preaching heresy when you are talking about the Holy Ghost. Is it heresy when you talk about the elect of God? Is it heresy when you talk about eternal life? Can you call that heresy? <laughs> if we talk about us being amateur gods, is it heresy? Nicodemus answered and said unto him, How can these things be? Jesus answered and said unto him, Art thou a master of Israel? Most of them are masters today, but masters of none. They don't even know the truth. Running to and fro, getting learned, never coming to the knowledge of the truth. And knowest not these things. We that are not learned and are not schooled in the seminaries and theology schools, we know these things by revelation. Verily, verily, I say unto you, unto thee, we speak that we do know and testify that we have seen and ye receive not our witness. If I have told you earthly things and ye believe not, how shall you believe if I tell you of heavenly things? And no man has ascended up to heaven. These are heavenly news now. He said, if I tell you of heavenly things, will you believe it? But he that came down from heaven, even the Son of Man, which is in heaven. Bring that scripture back, brother. Let's look at it. It's confusing. That's why he was now talking about the heavenly language. And no man has ascended up to heaven, but he that came down from heaven, even the Son of Man, which is in heaven. He is down here preaching to you, but he was telling you I'm in heaven now. That is a heavenly language. If this earthly tabernacle be dissolved, that must say something to a believer. If this one is dissolved, I've got one waiting. Where? Where is it waiting? This is why he said, I'm here, but I'm in heaven. Now I think Nicodemus was going like, hey, this man is now talking about strange things. But he said, I'm talking about you being born again. You know about birth, you know how people are born, and I'm telling you these natural things. You can't understand. Let me tell you one, just one of them. Let me just pick one from the heavenly corners. Throw it to you. I'm here on earth, I'm in, I'm in heaven. I came down, and, and the other time he said, I, I will go back again. 
Then the Pharisees said, but you are a son to Mary and Joseph. How can you do this? That is why on the day of resurrection, they said, the soldiers will give you money. You just go around and tell the people that his disciples stole him. But what if they find that they'll kill us? No, 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 we'll, we'll, we'll cater for that. We are, we are talking to the priest. I'm the high priest myself. This story of Jesus tells everyone that why else we slept? Because when we say we slept, then we are not proper guards. They will kill us. No, 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 no. For that sleeping part, we'll pay for it. We'll pay you and we'll pay those guys. We've got all the money to do that. Only this Jesus must be one that has been stolen by his disciples. That is why he's not in the tomb. He's not resurrected. Why? Because they hate him preach about his resurrection. And they could not believe it. Now he is resurrected. They say he is stolen by his disciples. Do you think they will believe you when you tell them you are the sons and daughters of God? <laughs> but I always tell them, in this book, brothers, I practice something. That's why I brought it to remind myself that I have to say it. You know this issue in Zimbabwe? One time they were changing money and then tomorrow they give you better checks, better checks, and then they slash the six zeros to try and bring it down. You go to the bank, there's no money, it's maybe one dollar left. Brother, I spoke to another brother. I said, brother, I just want to use this situation that we have currently. Not that it prolongs, but I just want to test something. I picked my scripture from Matthew chapter 18. Where he says, where two or three, if two shall agree, is touching anything. I said, Brother Abraham had, had to stumble at one scripture where he says, is it true that I can say to this mountain, I? Because when Christ says you, he didn't mean the prophet. He meant a believer. Yes. You can speak to a tree to be plucked out and be thrown into the sea. In Debian, it will respond, brother, as long as there's a need and a reason to do that. A noble reason to do that. A righteous reason to do that. Amen. So I said, brother, I, I don't stumble at that. I can speak to the mountain to move. I, I, I don't see the, the, the strange part of it, what, what the prophet was trying to... Because now, when he spoke the scripture, to me now it's, it's a better revelation. But he never spoke of another scripture that stumbles me. One that if I can agree with the, this brother, brother, we are going to agree on this matter. Not praying, just agreeing, brother. This is what is there, brother. Do you agree? Yes, I agree. Ah, God bless you, God bless you. Then it will be done of our Father who is in heaven. I said, brother, can you come with me just for an all night? At least maybe when we pray, then at the end of it, we want to agree on something. We agreed that uh, the reserve bank minister doesn't know what he's doing. So I want to put it as a test to see if I fit in that scripture. I want to tell him that tomorrow morning, when he gets into his office, he's going to announce that Zimbabwe is going to use the old, old, I wrote in my diary, the old, I'll ask a brother to read, old, old currents, the dollars and the coins, both they just vanished, they were powerful dollars and cents, they just vanished. All of a sudden, we are using beers. Where is that man now? So I said, we must just use it for a couple of hours, because it's my test. I want to see if I can go into, a, into an office of a reserve bank min, and, and a finance minister, into their office and agree. They have to agree. After I've spoken it, in an all-night prayer, in our church in Mashingu, but the offices are in Harare. Then I told the brother, I'm going there now, spiritually, to tell them that tomorrow when you get into the office, what you are going to do is you are going to change the currency to what I have written in my diary. 
Because I'm just a son of God, I want to test something. Just a scripture, I want to see if it works. Those that were in Zimbabwe, do you remember the time when you went to the dustbins and you ticked for money and took a G full of coins? Brother Lassim, were you there? It was me who did it. It was your brother who did it. No one else has it in his diary. Not even the finance minister doesn't even know how he announced it, why he announced it. Because I was just testing that script. So from that time, I've been agreeing with any brother, whatever I want. Because I now know that scripture works. From that time when Brother Mnong could not figure out, when he spoke to the squirrels, he could tell Sister Lady, right, receive your children in the name of Jesus Christ. Because he had tested that that scripture really means what it means for a purposeful cause. The sister is a widow. She's struggling with the family. She can even get millions if she wants. But she was thinking all the time with the desire that if my sons can be saved, that's my greatest desire. If God can grant that, I think the rest will fall suit. That one is eating my heart. I can't just let go of my two sons. It had to take a prophet to go pass by Sister Hattie's home to just give a testimony. The deacons are doubting it. You know, deacons sometimes, yeah? You must not doubt these things, eh? They were doubting, eh? They were scrutinizing the pastor's message. But was he really meaning that? Yeah, he meant it. Was it was just spoken right. Sister Hattie right in the kitchen without even knowing what was happening in the hunting trip. Ah, that is nothing but the truth, Brother Brenham says. Come here, sister, the anointing is here. The presence of God came down. Well, someone said amen, amen without seeing it. Amen. Blessed are they that will believe without seeing. Amen. You will be blessed. Of what manner of blessing will you receive? We don't know. Only God knows. Just believe without seeing. Amen. amen. The unseen promises of God. Definitely they will speak of the unseen things as well. Amen. Amen. Let me read something. And last quotation. Paragraph 44, page 65. The spoken word is the original seed. 1962. Okay, let me give the exact date. 620318. I've got it in my notes, but I'll read certain paragraphs. And last quotation we heard was that God made every seed after its kind. That is his, see, it's his seed. Then when he made his man in his image was a seed of his word. You see your position there. That's exactly how he made you. So the devil is fighting every time that you, you should not be part of the word. Because as long as you are part of the word, then you occupy a position. And as long as you occupy that position, the devil has got no power. Then, when he made him in his image, was a seed of his word. And when Jesus was made flesh, he was the flesh of the word of God. And when we receive the word of God, then we become God's word in our flesh. See, the church should be in that condition. That's where we belong as a church of God. We should be. He's using should because we are not there. If we had been in that position, you say the church is now in that position. But he gives the promise that God, Christ, has brought us back to what Adam lost. 
Which means Adam had certain attributes of Godship. And the devil, the devil came and distorted it and he lost it. The reason why God would come now and say, where art thou, Adam? I don't see you perform the work spiritually. You are like a dead man. He says, I'm hiding. So every time from that time, man is running away from God. He don't want to come out open to the word. When you preach the word, they try to find excuses with it. It cannot work like that, brothers. I'm going to page 90. I think that, that is the one I want. Page 90. Let me see if I'll catch up with that. Okay, paragraph 251. When you realize, when you really realize that God has revealed to you the truth of the thing, there is nothing in the world is going to defeat you in it. That's all. You are absolutely undefeatable. Not you, but God that's in you. Not Christ, but not the body. But this, the word, he points to the Bible, this, the word, that was in him, not Mary, but the way that was born of from here. You see, we are Christ in flesh. We are the manifested part of the seed of the word of God. Now, so men shall live by what? Live what? By not by his meat t- meal ticket, but by the word of God. Not by your, uh, your organization that uh, furnish you a place. Well, let me show you your credentials. Are you in good, con- good standing? Go to check it on it. Go to check on it. Yes. Well, yes, you say uh, you stand in rank about 100%. Well, we can receive you for a few days for a revival. Try you out and see what you will do. Oh, my. How can God ever work in a bunch like that? Twice dead, plugged up by the roots, rooted, rot, rotted, and everything else. Oh my, there is another one. The, Brother Bram saying, he was referring to his ministry. When he tries to go with the revival of God to the people, to the Pentecostals, they will say, we just have you for a few days. Brother, where people, cripples are walking from the service, you want it for a few days. Where people are receiving their eyesight if they are blind. You want it for a few days. You want it for a few days. And continue in what? Afterwards. Where the lame are walking straight like this. You are saying we'll have you for a few days. (laughs) Brother. We will have it until eternity comes. We have to have it until eternity comes. I will leave my last quotation from this, and then the, the brothers will give me the last one that I have to read. Let me check. This book will, be, will give me the last one. Page 28, paragraph 194. And the real seed of God is an absorbent for the spirit. All denominationalism is took out. All unbelief is out. And when the Holy Spirit comes into, the, into that gem of life that is laying there, it produces another seed, just exactly. Another son of God is born. Amen. Another, another amateur God, son of God. I am a Branham because I was born of Charlie and Ella Branham. That makes me a Branham. That is why I asked Brother Chetty, are you happy to be a Chetty? 
You, you, you delight in being part of that family because you, you didn't choose. You, you just found your mom and dad there. And then that's it. Whether you want to deny them, but they will say, that's our son who's denying us. That makes me a Branham. Their two, their two agreements with their aim together made a seed, and that made me. When God and his word becomes one, hallelujah, when God's spirit waters the seed of God, the word of God, it produces God. When the spirit of God waters the word in your heart, it produces what? It produces another God or you. You are the God that is being produced. Pick it right. And it's not the individual. It's the God. You see, the Holy Spirit goes into the soul and the soul combined with the Holy Spirit watered with the word that you receive. You become God. It's not this flesh. It's a God inside. It's God for what? You are dead. You are not yourself no more. You reckon yourself dead. Hallowed out. Hollowed out. Waiting for the, for the seed gem. Then what is it? It isn't you no more. Isn't the man. Isn't, it's God in the man. It's the seed gem like the beginning. Spoken word. It's God's word made manifest in the man. Then it isn't the man. It's, the, it's a man that's died. He can be a hybrid and a son at the same time. He's either a son of death or a son of life. So if he is the son of death, get it over to the devil and let him kill it. Give him over to God, I mean, and let him kill the devil that's in you. Run him out, hollows you out. Then let God plant his own life in you. Then it's you, it's not you no more. It's God's life because it's God's word watered by his spirit. We will produce the same thing. What is this same thing that it will produce? It will produce another God. That is the position that you must occupy. And every time when the word is being preached, you see the children of God are hesitating to take that position. Brothers, you have to practice. Soccer players, they go for practice. Do you know that? Soccer players, they go for what? Brothers, give me my last quotation. My last, 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 last quotation. So that I won't lie to the church. The first one that I gave you, brothers, the waters of separation. 5606-06, paragraph 41. I'm wondering if you still lack some of the things that you are supposed to have as a belief. Because according to this quotation, you don't lack anything. And when Christ came to become man here on earth, and be kinsman redeemer. He redeemed men to everything he lost in the fall. He redeemed men to... Did Christ come, brothers? Do we believe Christ? Yes. Are we saved by Christ? Yes, Have we received his spirit? Yes. Are we his church? Amen. Then he came to restore everything we lost in the fall. But we still behave as if we are still under the... That's where the problem is. And the devil has already noted it. He keeps us under the... He is the one who brought the fall. He keeps us under the fall. We cannot be restored. We are not taking recognition of our restoration. Christ restored it to him in the kinsman redeemership. When he died at Calvary, your health, your eternal life, everything that you lost in the fall, Christ redeems you to it. For he is your kinsman redeemer. 
Your health. How many are sick? You must raise your hands if you are sick. Because we are going to pray for you. If you know for sure you are sick. Some of you are afraid now because you've got your sugar diabetes and you love it. How many are sick? I'm asking again. Thank you, brother. Thank you, sister, for your hand up. Thank you, brother. The brother is saying he's sick. Eh? Yeah, I'll pray for you, brother. When I pray, you walk out of this church, you're going to be fine. We are going to give God the responsibility to action out this quotation. Because he already died for it. Imagine a man dying for what he is supposed to give to someone. The person he is giving it to, he don't receive it. How much painful is it to my God today, this time I'm preaching now, when there's sick hands in his own church, raising up hands, sugar diabetes, can he stop today if you have it? High blood pressure can he stop now as I'm talking? It doesn't even need prayer. Just to tell it to stop and it will stop. That is the tree that he was talking about. Pluck out that tree and throw it in the sea. It will have to obey. Speak to the mountain. Say move over yonder. It will have to move. Who must do that? Who must do that if you keep on hanging around your sugar diabetes and you, you love your high blood pressure and you brag about it? In Shona, maybe they'll be saying, I susu a sugar. We are, we are the ones who are suffering from, we are the ones for this sugar diabetes. You know us. They are already identifying themselves with sugar diabetes. Yeah. Will come a time when they will say, now we are going to amputate your legs because of sugar diabetes. What will you do? You give your legs, all of them you say, ah, because you are a slave. Yeah. I was diagnosed that I was supposed to be in a wheelchair for the rest of my life because of arthritis, and they say it's still mild. I, I said, I don't even want the mildness of it. I've never gone to the doctor, and I'll never go back again. And I'll still walk straight. You know why? My, I buried my father. Passionately, they were giving the clothes and everything. You know, you take some of these belongings. I know I want to remember my father with this. I liked one of his heads. I put it on a shirt and a tie, a nice tie. I said, okay, this one I can use at church. Nice trousers. The first, very first day I go that I started feeling my father died of arthritis. Arthritis, asthma, sugar diabetes, high blood pressure. So the devil said, ah, the one that will take this man down, because he normally likes to stand and preach a long time, will give him arthritis. Just by wearing those clothes, I took all of them and put them in the fire. Made the wrong decision. My father is God. Not the one I buried. Amen. My father is. We are born of his spirit. Flesh of his flesh. Born of his bones. It's not, it's not goodly to, to, to burn your father's clothes. It's not goodly. But I'm seeing now what the devil is trying to do. He's trying to hand over arthritis to me through the clothes. Because clothes carry an anointing. Amen. Some of you that like some people's clothes. My wife knows I don't buy... Second-hand clothes, no matter. Don't like that. That's why you find my clothes are very few. I buy when I have the money, and it has to be new. Amen. And when I buy it, I pray for it because I don't know who made it. Amen. And I don't like clothes that are just written names, people's names, at the back, everywhere. Who are these people? What, what have they done on earth that makes them so 
well published on clothes and everywhere. Why don't they put my name there? Some of you that just buy clothes that are funny, written funny names, and you don't even interpret and you don't even know what it means. You are tattooed on your clothes. I don't want to go that route, but I'm saying something that you must wake up and become amateur gods. Refuse what is not yours and accept what is yours. Amen. Brother Kune, you are going to help me to sing. I like this diary so much because it's old, but it's got a lot of testimonies in it. I carried it today because I just wanted to give that testimony. Is it true, brother, that we can agree on something? You want a job and we can agree. And you tell me what kind of a job you want and you get that one. And everyone is asking me, but you don't have qualifications. How did you get this job? You don't have a permit. My brother worked at Kusile. I took him to Brother Moses Church. I said, my brother, it works with the knees. I'm going to pray that they will never see anything. Brother, when you put your fingerprint there, it produces every one of your details. He had a fake permit. I said, take it out from your passport. I'm going to give you a new permit. He worked for eight months at Kusile, putting a fingerprint. They never, they never called him to the office to say, hey, but when you don't have a permit. Kusile, you can't go there without a permit to work. Am I right, brother? I think you've been there. Brother Chet, have you been to Kusile? How do you enter there by the gate? My brother was putting a finger without a permit there. They would have pulled him off the line and say, brother, go and fix your paperwork. I said, no, I'm going to give you one. I, I'm over the paperwork and permits and what all. Who brought that thing anyway? Hallelujah. If you need it, go and look for it. But he said, but I can't get a permit because I don't have this other. I said, then fine, come and I'll give you a permit. Amen. I'll pray for you, then you go to work. Eight months Amen. working Hallelujah. daily. No question mark. Even after, even after he left that company, he still has got contracts in Kusil. And he's got his own company, and I told him, he must have your own company, and he's got it. We prayed so that he can get that. If God can do that to just a humble Methodist brother, how much more to the elect that have known the revelation of the hour? Not doing down the Methodist was they brought it along the line for us. But brother, for us who have known the entire truth of it all, you still struggle with your sugar diabetes? <laughs> brother, you must sing Sifa Panong. I had a wonderful dream a few days ago. I sing that song in spade, brother, fluently. When I wake up, I can't sing it. Oh, brother. <laughs> Smote me, man. I almost wanted to transfer to go to Limpopo at least for a week to learn a few of those uh, eh? lyrics. Eh? Brother, sing that song nicely for us. I don't know how you will sing it because I can't follow up with you. I only know the, the chorus. But if you can sing all of it or repeat the chorus, I don't know how God is going to reveal it to you. But brother, let's sing that song. Sifa Panong. I love this. I love this. I love this part. Can you interpret this part for me, brother? Who can interpret this part for me? I love this part. I don't know why, but I just love this part from here. Yeah? Yeah, I don't know, but limitedly hovering. There's something there. 
there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a miracle there for me. Yeah, give it, give it to the brother. He's saying something. In, interpret it. Interpret it. I want someone who can interpret it. What does it mean? Brother Dipali. They are hesitating to say what it means, but I think there's something, there's a whole lot of a meaning here. What does it say? Okay. Yeah. I think that is why I like it so much. Because Brother Bram says from the, from the piercing, the, the bride came out. Oh, brother. I like this part. Yeah. Let me combine it here. Let's sing the chorus. Then I'll, 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 I'll ask everyone to pray. Amen.
close our eyes, everyone in prayer. The brothers and the sisters who raise their hands, may you have your hands raised and say, Lord, the portion that you died for on Calvary, may you dispatch it for me. It's my diet in the world today. It's my portion. Help me, Lord, to enjoy it. My health, restore it. Father, I want to come to you to have it in full course. It's your portion today. The devil is robbing you of your inalienable right to enjoy everything in Christ. If you keep your hands raised, the brothers as they pray, the sisters as they pray, they will include you in their prayers and all the prayers will come before the throne of God. And God will usher out and answer and send out his angels to minister to his people. As we pray, each and every one of us in our own way. Mighty God, our heavenly Father, our hands are raised up to Thee, Almighty God. Father, because we are of the dust of the earth and in surrender we come to Thee. We are nothing before You, Lord God. We have not given anything better to anyone, Lord. We cannot better ourselves, Lord. Though we try day and night to seek things that are better, Lord. But we cannot find them. The only thing that is best for us is to be hid in Christ is to find, Almighty God, the waters that came out of thee to wash us, O oh God, and cleanse us. Almighty God, wash us of the nakedness of Laodicea. Wash us of the nakedness of our generation. Wash us, Almighty God, with eyes out that our eyes may see. I am coming to thee, O oh God. Father, for because you are God and you have not forsaken your elect, you have not forsaken your children, the Holy Ghost is here with us. The Holy Ghost, Almighty God, is our tutor. The Holy Ghost is our teacher. The Holy Ghost is our preacher. The Holy Ghost is our God. The Holy Ghost is our portion. The Holy Ghost is our assurance. It is our token. It is our ticket to heaven. And we come under that token, Father, to say, Almighty God, there be some of your children whose hands have been raised up. They still raise their hands up to now, God, as we usher them in prayer unto thee, Lord Jesus Christ. Father, the pain that you had to take for their Lord, when you went up on Calvary, when they hit you on the head, when they asked who hit you, all those things were happening on your body, Lord. That, oh, Father, you could have all the sympathy for us. And the devil cannot fight Calvary. The devil could not fight Calvary. You overcame on Calvary. You overcame and you rose up from the grave. You overcame hell. Almighty God, and when you rose up, you said power is given unto me both in heaven and in earth and oh God the power that is given may it minister unto us may it move from bench to bench touching your children and healing them oh God of all their sicknesses Lord Father you are more than able you have never changed you are a God who healed all our diseases we are leaning on the scriptures oh God almighty God oh Father you are God who sanctified us you are God who have never changed. And you remember your promise, Lord, in due time and in due season. May you remember your children, oh God. May you remember as many as would come. And may you remember, oh God, the call that you have given to your church. The doors are closed out there. We cannot speak, almighty God, to the Lord. We cannot testify of your goodness, Lord. We need some more energy and some more power. We have the authority, but God, we are asking for the power that will open the doors. We are asking for the power that will unleash Heavenly Father, a revival that is unstoppable. Almighty God, if we are 
unconvincible army. Father, we, if you can not be overcome by the gates of hell, the gates of hell have leashed, unleashed, Almighty God, their force and their power, politically, Lord, religiously, Almighty God, and the unclean spirits are upon the false prophets, Lord. But your bride is left in obscurity, Lord. I pray that you may take the shadow that has been put upon us. Almighty God, all the scourging, Father, we are here to take all the reproach, Father. May you raise us once again and bring us to God in an open space where we can publish and manifest the true promise of God and the trueness of the love of God. I pray, Heavenly Father, oh Lord Jesus Christ, may every avenue of communication with God be open this day. That when your children pray, you will hear the prayers even of the weakest of them. Father, even the, the gates of hell will shake when we put our knees down to pray. I am asking you, O oh God, Father, by the bounds of your message, Lord, look down upon your pride and bless us, Almighty God, with every good blessing that you can give us. Bless us, Almighty God, so mighty that, O oh God, the move of the Holy Ghost is unstoppable. Oh, Almighty God, we pray, let your will be done. Let your will be accomplished in the hearts of the believers. Let your kingdom, Almighty God, be established in every heart. Let your kingdom, O oh God, be established in our homes. Let your kingdom, Lord, be established in our churches, Lord. Let the Holy Ghost lead and guide us. We pray as we commit our hearts to you. You are our God and you have never changed. You will not change. You remain the same. And Father, what you did, you will still do it, O oh Father. The miracles you worked, the wonders you did, you can still do them, O oh Father. You can part the rivers for us. You can part the oceans for us. You can break the mountains for us. Oh God, let your spirit reign. Let your love reign. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Help us, Lord, to have love one for another. That by this will the world know that we are your disciples, truly indeed. And we come to thee, Father, as we commit even our, our pastor, Lord, in your precious hand. On his traveling from Nelspreet, Lord, may the angel of the journey be on guard. Oh, God, and guide him until he reaches home safely, Lord. We pray, Father, oh, God, for all your blessings to be upon us, oh, God. And the week that is coming on upon us, Lord, Father, whatever time is left for us to be in this, our pilgrimage, Father, we ask that you may be our guide and strengthen us and give us more courage and give us more of your wisdom. In the name of Jesus Christ, Father, we pray, committing all things unto thee. Amen. God bless you, saints. There is an army rising up. God bless you. There is power in the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus.
Ai, Lord. 